the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Whoever has ears, let him. So let's listen. Jesus gives us three parables today in the gospel. And he wants to speak to us personally and then also collectively as a community. First, the wheat and the weeds. Jesus, the Son of Man, plants good seed in our hearts and in our community. But then, when everyone was asleep, the devil comes and he sows evil seed. This is a warning to all of us who fall asleep. We have to recognize that there is the devil, that there is evil, that there are children of the devil that are planting evil. And so we should not be lazy. We need to not fall asleep. We need to be aware. They ask him, Jesus, why don't you just get rid of the weeds? Just get rid of them. And this shows that God is patient. That the weeds and the wheat show that there's patience from the children of the kingdom and there's patience with evil. It shows that God is patient with sinners. That he wants them to transform into the wheat. The early Christians have two amazing examples of this. First we have Peter who denied Jesus three times before he was crucified. And Jesus comes to him in his resurrected form. And what does he ask Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, I love you. Feed my lambs. Do you love me? Yes, Lord, tend my sheep. Do you love me? Come on, family. Yes, Lord, I love you. Jesus allows him to repent and convert and change. We have another amazing example of St. Paul. St. Paul, who used to be called Saul, who was the worst of the worst. He, ki- he was a Pharisee, actually. He was very righteous in his deeds. But he was bad in that he killed Christians. And then today he said, For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. He's like, I wish that I was dead right now so that I can be in my eternal kingdom with my father. We have the mustard seed parable. The mustard seed builds on the previous parable. In that despite the enemy's challenge, despite what the devil's trying to do, The kingdom of heaven is going to produce a tremendous fruit. That even though we're a little small piece of this world, how many true Christians are there in this world? Of course, there's two two billion Christians, a billion Catholics. How many are actually real Christians? And yet there's seven, eight billion people in this world. We're a little seed. And yet the birds of the air are going to come and dwell. And we are going to become a big big, beautiful tree. We are on the winning side. In the end, the church will embrace all mankind. And then this final parable of the yeast, that we are an agent. The yeast is a very small part of the whole batch, but the yeast is what makes it rise and makes it grow. When I look at anyone, I want to be Jesus for them, and I want to sow good seed. And the two things I want to give them are love and truth. It's really simple. And now first love, when I see someone, I just want to love you. I want to look upon you and I want to give you a small, a small reality of, I see you. I love you. We know and parents know very well that from the beginning, we need love. That children, if they're not held by their parents or if they're not held by anyone that they can actually not form fully and they can even die. We as humans need love, right? 
You need it. And so do I. And so my desire in my heart is I just want to love you. But I want to love you in truth. And so the second is truth. We always say truth and love go together. That there is no true love without the reality of what love is. And the loving thing to do is to speak the truth. When I speak the truth, I wish to communicate Jesus as the way, the truth, and the life. In today's culture, though, objective truth doesn't exist anymore. It's your truth and my truth. It's subjective to your personal opinions and your feelings. And so an absence of truth leads to a misunderstanding of love. And if you don't know what love is, you won't know how to truly express it. Is that true? If you don't know what love is, you won't know how to truly express it. That's why if you don't know what love is, you're going to think you're loving someone, but you might not be. With both love and truth, my desire for the person is Jesus, who plants true love. Do we have any students here? Who's still in school? School is back. Raise your hands. Kids, I know all of you are in school, right? School's back. And the struggle is real, right? Is it hard? I was in college for 11 years, and so I know the feeling. And this is that time. So students, I feel you, all right? I feel it. But I'm not in school anymore, and it feels good. <laughs> oh, man. But you know what? Life is school, right? Parents, you can teach us that. Life is school, and we always learn every day. I'm a big proponent of education, and I believe that you should use all the gifts that God has given you, and so you should maximize your potential. In school, don't fall asleep. Don't be lazy. Work hard. All right? So I'm a big proponent of education and doing your best. Parents, the struggle is real also. You might say, oh, finally, they're, they're out of my house. Get them out. But what I mean by the struggle is real is that, parents, you're seeking to build your children up in love and truth. And yet when you go and send them to school, are they receiving that? In a growing political environment where right is wrong and wrong is right, your children are experiencing increased pressure in their schools to believe certain things that they shouldn't believe. Hey, kids, you listening? Oh, I know. I'm sorry. Are you listening? You're, you're experiencing increased pressure that this is right and this is... Actually, there's no more wrong except if you say that you're right. Don't put your opinions on me. You would hope that in schools they stick to the sciences... Math, science, language arts, computers, social studies. But the reality is, some teachers and some public school systems are teaching values that are not Christian. You might say, well, this is America, Father. And so, I agree. I'm not advocating for a public school with public tax dollars to say, you have to advocate for Christianity, that you have to promote Christianity, that Christianity is the official religion of the United States. No, this is America, and we have a freedom of religion. But when public schools treat Christmas and Easter like a secular holiday, when Good Friday might not even be an off day, potentially one day, and Christmas is more like 
it's cool, you know, if you don't want to celebrate Christmas, no big deal. But then Pride Week is something that you just have to agree with 100%, then we're wrong. That if you don't agree with a Pride Week or something like that, that you're shamed and you're bullied because it goes against your faith. It goes against what you believe. In schools, we have wheat and weeds. You have children of the kingdom who listen to Jesus and follow truth. And then you have children of the devil. And I hate to even say that. And I'm actually not talking about the little babies. I'm not talking about the kids. I'm talking about the teachers. Children of the devil. Jesus says, the field is the world. The good seed is the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the devil. And the enemy who sows them is the devil. Those who follow and promote a demonic ideology, an ideology that confuses marriage and family, an ideology that confuses gender, and any ideology that says Jesus is not Lord, it's from the devil. That sounds really harsh. So am I talking about Islam? Am I talking about other religions? Are they of the devil? Well, any ideology that does not say Jesus is Lord is not of Jesus. Don't misunderstand me. There is truth in other religions, but it's only because they share in the truth of Jesus Christ. I'm not fully against another religion, but Jesus is the way and the truth and the life. And if you believe that this religion and this religion are the same, then you're falling into a subjective reality, a subjective mentality to truth. Truth is objective. And Jesus, he either is or is not. Can we just say that? Jesus either is Lord or is not. He either is the truth or he's not. What he says either is true or is not true. And the Bible has authority. Authority to who? To those who believe. I'm going to read 1 John 3, and I want you to listen if you can. Dear children, do not let anyone lead you astray. The one who does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous. The one who does what is sinful is of the devil, because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. No one who was born of God will continue to sin because God's seed remains in them. They cannot go on sinning because they have been born of God. This is how we know, listen, this is how we know who the children of God are and who the children of the devil are. Anyone who does what is right is not, anyone who does not, who does not do what is right is not God's child, nor is anyone who does not love their brother and sister. That's really harsh, right? John, the apostle, in his letter, and this is John chapter 3, is saying, and I, I don't want to tell you guys, we are God's children. 
You are a son and daughter of the Father who loves you so, so much that He gave you Jesus, His only Son, so that we can be called His children. And yet, if we don't follow Him, whose children are we? Who are we following? The devil. We're children of the devil. If we ascribe to this ideology, we're children of the devil. I know it's harsh. Parents, make sure you're active in your children's academics. Don't fall asleep and let the devil plant weeds in your children's hearts. One of the most important questions that you can ask your children every single day when they come back from school, hey, Habibti, Habibi, what'd you learn today? What'd you learn today? After Mass, what did Father John talk about? What did Father Fadi talk about today? Our children are our future. And so it's, it's my time to do a youth ministry plug. <laughs> this week, we have middle school, boys and girls starting Wednesdays, 6.30 to 8.30, every single Wednesday. This week, bring your children. Thursday, high school. Anyone in high school. 6.45 to 9 p.m. Every single Thursday. We're trying to plant good seed in your children's lives. That's why you're bringing them here. Because you want them to follow Jesus. When they go to school, they might be learning something else. And so they need the weapons to fight the battle. Now, the type of weed that Jesus is talking about, it's called darnel. And this type of weed, it intertwines with the wheat so that you can't pull them out without taking out the wheat. But one good thing about this weed, you might think, what's good about the weeds? But one good thing is that the type of weed that Jesus is talking about is a weed that when they took it, they used it for fuel. It energized. And so, don't be discouraged in the battle. Don't be discouraged that there's so much struggle, that it's too hard to raise my children in this culture. Do not be discouraged, but use the reality of the weeds as fuel for the battle. Now I want to do a back-to-school blessing. So all students... Middle school, high school, college, grade school. We can just open up our hands right now and I'm just going to say a prayer. Blessed are you, Lord God, creator of body and mind and heart. You have sent the spirit of wisdom and knowledge to guide your people in all their ways. At the beginning of this new school year, in this time of uncertainty and anxiety, we implore your mercy. Bless and protect our students and teachers, staff and their families, and especially the parishioners at St. Joseph. Give wisdom to the decision makers, be that in their schools and in their homes. Expand the horizons of their minds and deepen their commitment to seek the truth of your way. Enliven their faith to reach out to those in need, particularly those isolated and lonely. In these days when so much has changed, help us to trust in the love of your son Jesus, our divine teacher, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And may Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father and of the Son 
and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.